Hello, everybody. It's the first Sunday in June, and things are heating up for the summer. And not too many people are seeing entertainment but right now, but we are having a conversation in our country about civil unrest and the great racial divide. So we're going to concentrate today on some of the entertainment choices that we recommend. And we have a guest. My nephew, Tom Davis, is here. Hi, Tom. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Nice to hear from and, you, Tom. And then we Thanks have Carl, the intern. Hi there. Carl, we have Carl, the intern. I'm, I am me. All right. So, Lynn, in, in this time of COVID and uh, rioting, there is a – ESPN has been getting a lot of uh, – 30 on 30s about sports and the one that they have on now is something you have watched and it deals with racism that's going on right now and it's it's very topical because you know when they did the Michael Jordan thing for five weeks that was because when people needed sports and this was a look back to two th- or the 90s when the Bulls won six championships then you had two weeks of Lance Armstrong just being a total douche. But now it's, it's, it's like they said, I know they didn't plan it, but it's, it's kind of like they planned it by having B Water, which is the Bruce Lee story. I know. I did watch it, and I highly recommend it. And it shows the struggles that he had with the blatant racism of Hollywood against Asians. He came over, well, he was born here in San Francisco, but then he left as a young child and he made movies in Hong Kong. When he came back, he settled in San Francisco and he worked at a, a, fa- a family member's restaurant and he started his own Kung Fu school and he started getting, yeah, he started getting some film roles, but he, uh, this is so odd. Jay Sebring, who was murdered by the Manson family, he had met him because he was going to these tournaments and he became friends with Steve McQueen and James Garner and all these guys he was given private lessons to. And he, Jay Sebring arranged for him to have a screen test for the Green Hornet. And he got up for television. Yeah, he got the role of Cato. But remember, this is at a time when John Wayne played Genghis Khan (laughs) and Mickey Rooney played an Asian in Breakfast at Tiffany's. That is so horrible. That does not age well at all. No, it's so wrong. And so Bruce Lee was very upset at the way he was treated in Hollywood. So in 1971, he returned to Hong Kong, and he made four iconic films, which cemented his reputation. And that was Fist of Fury. Oh, the big boss was first. Fist of Fury, Enter the Dragon, and Way of the Dragon. And those are, are his, those films are his legacy. And Hollywood came calling for the last one, but he died. He had a really, he wasn't feeling well. He had a really bad headache. He went to take a nap at a friend's house. She gave him some headache medicine, which caused the cerebral edema. 
Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. And that's and how he, he died? Yeah, he died at age 32 of a cere cere cerebral edema. And it's very sad. This movie is, is directed by a Vietnamese-American filmmaker named Bao Nguyen. And it's very good in terms of archival footage, but also Bruce Lee's daughter, Shannon, mm -hmm. is a narrator. His widow, Linda Lee Caldwell, she is interviewed. And then it has a lot of the talking heads that you would expect but it just shows how blatant the racism against a Asians were in Hollywood. And maybe now it is still a factor. I'm not sure. But it really spoke to me about how we're dealing with all this at this time in our history. It's 2020. Yeah, but it, they've, I, I've heard some people talk about this documentary that... Uh, that Bruce Lee is the Asian James Dean because his his body of work is so small, but it is so uh, so I I mean put up on a pedestal because he only did four technically four films. They released a whole bunch of stuff after after he died. It's kind of like uh, uh, Tupac or Michael Jackson. They just keep putting out stuff, or uh, Jimi Hendrix. They just keep putting stuff out after they die, but he only really made four films and a couple TV series. And so he didn't really have that big a body of work, but what he did do was so well respected that it, it created such an impact. And especially for Asian Americans, do they go into the Jason Lee story at all a little bit? Just a teeny bit. They don't really go into it too much. Cause that's tragic is, as well. Yes. Yes. Brandon. His son was branded the crow. Uh, they they talked. He was with James Garner's connection. He had a small role in the movie Marlowe, uh -huh. and then James Franciscus was on TV playing this blind private detective, and he got Bruce Lee work on that. But it was basically through these celebrity friends that were taking private lessons from him that he got somewhere. Did they talk to Chuck Norris at all? No. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, so, yeah. But Steve McQueen was one of his pallbearers. I thought that was interesting. I but it's, it's very well done, and I'm glad the family got to say what they wanted to say. And he met his wife in 1963, and again, it was a what was considered then a biracial marriage. And she talks about what they had to go through back then. And... Wow about the families and everything. But he made, as a child, he made like 20 movies in Hong Kong. Okay. So, I, did but, not, I didn't know but, any of that. Yeah, well, well, they're not well known, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, his iconic roles. I mean, the 70s, when you think of Kung Fu movies, you think of Bruce Lee. But he did not get the Kung Fu part on TV, David Carradine in. Right. And that's what went back really a to, white guy <laughs> i know and he went back to hong kong after that because he was just fed up with hollywood well he felt marginalized right right so this sheds a lot of of uh water so to say. water was a great symbol for bruce lee which mm -hmm. you know if you read about him you'll find out but no i think it's a very well done documentary it's only an hour and 44 minutes 
it's it's interesting. I think people should see it. And then next Sunday is the St. Louis hotly anticipated yeah. long gone summer about yeah. the summer of 1998, the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run race. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Should we really glorify that? Well, he's going to, he's going to get into the nuts and bolts of it. And as Bob Costas is one of the talking heads. How about that? Yes, well, Costas believes that 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 summer saved baseball from uh, coming out of the strike. So I understand Bob's point of view. It's just that uh, what what we know now about both of them. Eh, I know. It's... At the at the time, we all loved it. Well, of course. And then when we found out the what really happened, it's just sad and tragic, and another example of our heroes being knocked off their pedestals yeah so uh tommy have you have you seen the lance armstrong documentary or did you watch the michael jordan last dance yeah so um i watched the uh entire what was it uh 10 episodes of the last dance and i actually had time to watch the lance but now that we're talking about it i probably will probably tonight and uh but I, I i've seen like there's probably like at least three really good um documentaries out about lance armstrong which is probably a which a lot of the last dance was kind of already i mean it was a film crew following their whole season but a lot of those interviews were in other documentaries like the majority of um episodes uh, three and four that were pr primarily based on Dennis Rodman were pretty much all taken from that 30 for 30 that Dennis Rodman was, was in um, a year ago. And, uh, oh, but, but um, I love that this, that the, uh, I'm a big fan of documentaries. I'm a big fan into seeing more about someone's life. And I, and I think it was perfect timing for all these um, documentaries to come out for, you know, it was just like the perfect time. Right. The Lance Armstrong one, I found very disturbing because he just doesn't seem to get it, even though he says he does, sure. but he doesn't. And the people that he hurt, it's just very sad to see those people's lives affected right. by it, what he did. He, he, he like almost, it's, it's like that where you believe your own lie and then like it becomes like the lie becomes reality. And uh, yes. that's just, he was living that and um, yeah. And then coming clean, it's just, uh, I mean, I, when I was, I don't know what age I was, but I remember how, big he was for the world you know for beating cancer and then uh winning all of those uh those uh, uh would you call that a championship or would you call that uh what you know well yeah it was, yeah tour de, Fran a tour de france championship he was stripped of his seven medals uh, you know yeah he was his his races or his championships or or you know to to be that big of an icon and to lie to get to the top is 
I personally, I think uh, just garbage. You know, I don't think, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of cheating to win, but, uh, you know, I think that's like a lot of where a lot of sports are. It's like the only way in or the way to win. But, um, yeah. I think uh, well the good thing about the, the good thing about these documentaries is if you can see them again on ESPN plus if you have that or if you have that well yeah. actually right now what sucks is I missed part seven of uh, the last dance and then they started to show them over so and I was only recording five of them because I was watching them oh, and so part seven disappeared but now ABC is showing them so I have to wait until next week before I can catch up with part seven, because I like the way they were doing it, that they were going back and revisiting the first three. Cause I think the first three championships are more important than the second three championships, because that's when they established the dynasty and then he retired and then he came back for three more. I, right. So I, I want to watch him in I want to watch him in order so I can still, <laughs> still see, I, I guess part seven would be the third championship. And then part eight, we'll talk about the retirement and then when he came back. When, um, when I was a kid, granted, this all happened when I was a kid. And when you're a kid, you know, like champions are highlighted, you know. So, like, of course, when I was a kid, my favorite football team was the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite in the 90s. My favorite basketball team was the Bulls, you know, my favorite uh, – Baseball team was, was what could have been, well, the Cardinals, but was probably also the Yankees and the Braves because, the Braves. you know, were, they were, they were big. So, you know, living and watching history like the Bulls did for the entire, like the whole nineties was like one of the greatest gifts, you know, to, uh, to be able to witness and then that for them to make a documentary and to, and to do it step by step uh, was just a beautiful piece of film, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and whenever I watched the first episode, what like the, what I felt inside, you know, in, it was just like the nostalgia and like the, uh, feelings of like being a kid again it like just all came came back in waves and uh yeah it was beautiful and 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 yeah you got to go back and watch uh seven or it was it eight well i, I need to watch seven eight nine and ten but yeah i didn't want to i didn't want to go from six to eight because i knew i needed to see seven sure and i think it's going to be on netflix too because netflix helped make netflix this- has it internationally okay. but i i think uh disney because it's ESPN, I think Disney's tra- – that's why it's being shown on ESPN2 and being shown on, on ABC. So I think they're trying to keep it off of uh, Disney I, – I, off of Netflix as long as they can. I see. And, Netflix, and ESPN Plus, which I have, um, uh, has, it, has all of them. Okay. And you can, it actually has every 30 for 30 uh, – you know, of, you know, it, it's just a really good sports. Uh, it's, it's the Mecca of sports documentary. If, right. if you, not to. Well, well, since there are no sports right now, uh, this is all we get. 
I did watch another movie that's available on Hulu. Does anybody have Hulu? Yeah. I, I don't. In fact, my wife was complaining about, she's like, I want to watch Little Fires Everywhere. And I said, that's on Hulu. We don't have Hulu. And she said, well, can I watch the morning show? And I said, that's on Apple TV. We don't have Apple TV. We already have HBO Max and Disney Plus and Netflix. There's only so many streaming things that you can have without sure. doing as much. And I have DirecTV too. So I have all of these things, but they're, it's, not, it's still not complete. I know. I get it. Well, I bit the bullet and I got Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. I did not want to miss Hamilton <laughs> on July yeah. 3rd. But also, I do want to go back and see the ESPN stuff because I missed The Last Dance. So uh, there's this movie called And We Go Green, and it's about Formula E racing, which is electric cars. And it has many of the Formula One guys operating these vehicles it's it's 10 road races in 12 cities it's all the big cities it's zurich paris london new york city and they've been racing since 2014 and uh it was fascinating to me because i had nothing i knew nothing about it these uh they concentrate on the race uh, the racers redemption stories like a couple of them are formula one x drivers and that's the pinnacle y'all know for formula one yes. you don't have to be a gearhead just like ford versus ferrari you don't have to be a gearhead to like this movie okay that's good because yeah. i'm not a gearhead and i know gearheads that were turned off by ford versus ferrari because they already knew the story i'm like ah, they said i don't want to see that and you have to explain to them it's gonna it's you've got actors that can act rather than it's not just a documentary it's a it's narrative story that they made it but you already know the story no no you don't know the story yeah so it's leonardo dicaprio is one of the executive producers and he's a big environmentalist yes he is and he uh so he's on the circuit checking things out it's directed by fisher stevens who used to be an actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, he's now uh, switched over to directing. Yeah, so it's very interesting, and uh, it is on Hulu, and it is the future, so I recommend it. That's the only two new movies I saw this week, Be Water and, and Then We Go Green, because right now, Carl, there's nothing streaming. Have uh, you seen anything on Netflix, Tommy or Carl, that you would like to recommend? I do. Um, and I know if Pat or Charlie saw this video, they'd laugh. But my favorite movie of the 90s just came on, um, <laughs> which is Twister. Uh, which Wait a minute. Is, Twister with, with, with Helen Hunt? Yeah. Yeah. That, that came to Netflix, uh, I think, like a couple days ago. And uh, it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's got a great cast. Uh, and a great soundtrack. It has a yeah, great soundtrack. Yeah, it's got it's, Van Halen and Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, it does. It's Eric very, Clapton. it's a very 90s. It's, and it's, uh, honestly, we were, me and uh, my brother Pat and uh, Lynn's son Charlie, we, we have a text thread and we, and we, you know, probably every day we talk in, in, in the past couple of days, I've been like, I'm, I actually have watched Twister 
for three days straight <laughs> because I'm I'm crazy, but I also love film. And then it's just kind of like brings me back to when we were all kids and watching that movie. So, um, you know, I think uh, I can't. Uh, there's there's just so much to watch on uh, on TV. I mean, there's so much to watch, but there's also so much not to watch on right on, you know well lynn lynn is excited that uh johnny quest is now available all 26 episodes of the yeah. original johnny quest are on hbo max right now They've oh been my gosh go ahead H hbo okay johnny quest first of all they're only 26 episodes they were on abc nbc and ab wait abc and cbs they were on all three major networks they just ran the same 26 episodes over and over. Um, they made, they redid it in, I think, the 80s and the 90s. They were just in Incredibles 2. They were showing, they were showing that during Incredibles. That's what the kids were watching. Because, you know, Incredibles takes place kind of out of time. They're modern, but they're in the 60s. And so Jack-Jack they're, they're, uh, and Violet were watching, uh, and Dash were watching Johnny Quest which I think is funny because it, it's owned by Hanna-Barbera, which is all part of HBO Max, but Disney's using it. And it's Johnny Quest is so blurred. And it was, uh, it was actually very racially uh, forward thinking at the time. Oh, Haji, Haji. And Except then Haji was mystical and you never know what happened to Mrs. Quest because race Bannon was there to protect Johnny and, and Dr. Quest, and they brought back, uh, I, I have explained my hatred for Scooby-Doo, but I, I am okay with Mystery Incorporated. They brought back the uh, Johnny Quest team for Mystery Incorporated, and people don't realize that the voice of Johnny Quest is Tim Matheson. Oh, I know. It's uh, so weird. It is a good, there's a good documentary about Johnny Quest. About online. Johnny Quest? There's no such thing as a good documentary about Johnny Quest. Oh, no. Johnny Quest, when we were growing up, that was our cartoon. My two brothers and my two sisters. You cut out, Lynn. We, oh, my two sisters and my two brothers and I, that was our favorite cartoon growing up. And we would race to the TV to watch it. And we would play it, you know, when we were playing game, you know, when we were playing, we would be those characters. And uh, my sisters and, and I are Barbie dolls dated Race Bannon. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> race, race knew how to take care of a lady. <laughs> and uh, we just loved it so much. So then when uh, later on, my brothers got each other the beast the videotapes for Christmas and it just was such a nostalgia part. So I'm so happy to see this, but getting back to Tim Matheson the, in this documentary, they show him to the set. He was like 12 maybe or 13. He was a child actor and they show him recording his lines, which is really interesting. So before his voice changed. But that was a groundbreaking cartoon in the day, if you think about it. Yeah, it's like uh, Indiana. I, I, from what I can remember as a kid, I think it's, uh, I wanna say it's like 
it has like a bit of futuristic to it, right? But then it's right. also it's very science forward. Yeah, but it's also based in an older time, you know, and then also it's kind of it's kind of you know hitting everything you know and and i just remember um very i remember johnny quest i remember his friend um was it hot haji haji and then i remember another gentleman um that was older and maybe that's who you're referring to was it his father or was that the guy the oh well uh, race bannon was his guardian because Dr. Quest yeah. would be on, on exotic adventures. But then Johnny would get in trouble because he wanted to be on these exotic adventures too. It's and, almost like Indiana Jones. Like he, Indiana yeah. Jones follows in his father's footsteps so they don't ever show his father really. You're right. Is that on tonight? I think Indiana Jones is on CBS. It is. Sunday. It's the... Um, it's it? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, that's right. That's the one with Sean Connery as his dad. I right. love it when he goes, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> You're named no. after the dog. Yeah. It's, it's so good. But uh, yeah, if you can find that documentary on Johnny Quest, I think Hanna-Barbera, the guy that was in charge, he wanted to have an adventure like they used to have in the cart in the, the comics. Uh, the Steve, Steve Caniff uh, types yeah. of drawings. Right. And he wanted to have that as a cartoon. And he he propelled it. It was a driving force. It was also a very expensive cartoon to make. Well, they only made 26 of them. Right. Mm -hmm. But it'll for, forever go down. So it's just, it's just fun to remember. I also hear that on Disney Plus, you have all the Looney Tunes. No, that's HBO Max. HBO oh, Max. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I got those two names mixed up. It's Steve Cannon by Milton Caniff. Steve Cannon was the cartoon character and Milton Caniff was the drawing. But that, that was the style that they wanted Johnny Quest in. All right. Well, there's, you know, there's some movies that just hit you at the right time. For instance, Tommy's talking about Twister. Mm -hmm. The kids loved that movie. And then there was that flap up a guy in St. Louis was claiming that they stole his screenplay. Yeah, Wonder what was it, it, wasn't it, uh, um, who, who wrote Twister? Was it, uh, it wasn't uh, Michael Crichton, was it? It was somebody famous like that. It was somebody from that era. I can't remember. You know, I, I find it funny also that the timing they're putting out twister is also the time of storm season it is you know right. and i think like netflix has the craziest plot like uh hey, like alg algorithm to their their what they put out and when they put out it was written by michael crichton i knew hey it was in my brain i knew it and it's produced by kathleen kennedy so Wow. Oh, Carrie Elwes is in it, too. I forgot about him. I yeah. forgot about him in it. It's a great cast. It really Jamie Gertz. Yes, who didn't do much after that. Uh, no, she, she did. As she was on CBS, and she was on that Mark Addy show. That's right. With, like, uh, they were, they grew up to be parents. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, when Charlie was recovering from his chemo at Siteman in May of... 2013 I will never forget this Saturday because he had just had his booster shot the day before so he was flat so we had the Kentucky Derby 
we had the Cardinals, a great game that day. It was a great Cardinal series, and we watched Twister. <laughs> and, then, and, and, and so it was, it was just like one of these perfect days where normally you wouldn't be watching that much TV, but considering the circumstances you were. And we had so much fun watching Twister again, and I hadn't seen it since 1997 or 8 or, you know. It was 96. But those are those are films that you remember and you just watch over and over and over again and, and you know you don't care. I, I remember what I remember about Twister is that there was an attraction at Universal Studios Florida and uh, the whole room shook and it was actually god awful. It was not good. <laughs> that and, would be weird to duplicate. That would be really weird to to duplicate that one i would think well it uh, used to be the ghost i was excited because i'm like oh i'm going to go to the ghostbusters thing and it was replaced with twister and i said oh well this is horrible and now and then it got replaced with uh race through new york with jimmy fallon which whatever mm -hmm. oh my goodness how weird uh, getting back to netflix a movie that everybody should see if they haven't already it came back this month it was gone for a month Zodiac about the serial killer in California. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal or is that yeah. Hayden Christensen? Yeah. It's no, Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert it's, Downey Jr. That's right. And Mark Ruffalo. And it's a brilliant movie directed by David Fincher. Which, and one's nobody, the, which one's the one with Hayden Christensen where he's the reporter? That's the right? Glass. Okay. Yes. But I that's also my, about the Zodiac killer, right? I don't know. I think he got in trouble for uh, plagiarizing something. I took my reporting staff to see that as their Christmas present. Oh, you're so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, Kate and Christensen can't act. But uh, one of the one of the topics I wanted to um, mention is if you want to understand the black experience with the criminal justice system, the movie Just Mercy which is about Brian Stevenson, the lawyer who founded Equal Justice Initiative and who's gotten many a guy off a of death row. His story, Just Mercy, was made into a film last fall starring uh, Michael Jamie B. Fox. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And it is now being made available for free on all streaming platforms the month of June. Oh. Well, so if you I, it's... It's, a, it's one of those stories that they select some things and they make it uh, very, very uh, Hollywood worthy, which right. cause it's, it's not a documentary. It's just the story of this, this guy. And it's told in yeah. a very Hollywood kind of fashion. They say inspired by his book. Right. Inspired. Yeah. When they say inspired, the, the character played by Tim Blake Nelson, that's oh. a that's a guy to watch. Yes, it is. And I know, uh, sp speaking of that, my wife for the first time ever watched Rudy. And she wanted, she didn't know it was based on a real story. And I said, how did you not, do you think they made this up? And she, she didn't know the story. And she didn't know that Dan Devine wasn't, it was actually Dan Devine's idea to have him dress. And because remember when Rudy came out in 93? Dan Devine was coaching at Mizzou. So everyone's asking him about Rudy. And they, he said, they wanted to make me be the heavy. And I'm okay with that. 
And then I saw the movie and I didn't realize I was going to be the entire only bad person in the film. So I remember that about Dan Devine. And uh, since then, a second person has been carried off the field at, at, uh, at Notre Dame. South Bend. Yeah, in South Bend. So, and I have been oh. to South Bend to see a Notre Dame football game since then, too. So um, I'm glad well, I got to see, let my wife see a movie that she didn't know was a thing. Sean Astin is really good in that. Uh, and Vince I, Vaughn and uh, yeah. uh, uh, John Favreau. John, John Favreau. Heavy John Favreau. Yes. Uh, I actually had friends at Notre Dame during then, and one remembers going to the Rudy game and one doesn't. In 1975? Yes. They were there. I've been at games. When they were in college, I was at games at Notre Dame, but I don't remember ever seeing a Rudy you know, well, you wouldn't. The... He only played one game. It was for three downs. Yeah. Well, no, three plays because one of them was a kick return. Um, and Charles Dutton's really good in that movie too. I, yeah. I I miss Charles Dutton. Well, and he's not dead. He's just not acting anymore. Can, can I, I add? It's really hard to make a really good football movie. There's been very few really good football movies, and I think Rudy is one of the top. That, like well made you know well like great story great emotion and just overall like good football movie you know yes and it's really not that there's not a lot of football in in rudy no. and i like it when john favreau come when rudy leads him out of the tunnel john favreau has his throwaway line he's so tiny because yeah. <laughs> he, and he was five he was my height but all these other uh, like Vince Vaughn towers over Sean Astin, which is why they made him a hobbit. They're, right. They, well, um, they did make so, a follow-up documentary about Rudy, just in case anyone wanted to follow up with that. It's on Prime, and I think Rudy's on Prime as well. It was on Showtime. It was on Showtime yesterday. Got well, it. but he uh, got in he got in trouble because, uh, as as we all do, he he made some bad investments and got caught in some uh, securities fraud scandal. Because you know, once you get a little taste of money, uh, and I'm and he he paid his fine and did his time, but that doesn't make his story any less exciting. And then his he was like the third of like fifteen kids. Yep. Yeah. Sean Aston says that when he would walk through an airport, most everybody would yell Rudy at him. Now now they're yelling yeah. Bob. We miss you, Bob. That's right. Stranger Things. Yep. Yes. So that's interesting, uh, uh, Lynn. We we sorry. have to we have to mourn something right now, Lynn. Before before okay. we head out, uh, it's going to be um, this would have been the week of the Tonys. I know tonight. I uh, I sent out to people. Uh, CBS this morning has a very good segment called "The Light Must Stay On," and it's about the ghost light in theaters, yeah. and it's about the hope for. 2021 and then also what the theater community is doing instead like the virtual shows and the gathering on the zoom and uh there's a really good one of the cast of hairspray all the people ever involved some with the movies some with uh the stage play and even randy rainbow's in it and it's uh them all doing you can't stop the beat and if you want to feel some joy that's it i uh yeah, it's sad because there were eight shows left to open 
they don't even know if they're going to reschedule it because they only have so few shows to pick from. Right. So has the Muni made their decision yet or are they doing that? Uh, the, uh, they have and it's embargo till 6 a.m. tomorrow. So I can't say, but okay. uh, uh, my, my article will be in the B and D online tomorrow at 6 a.m. And uh, go from there. But yeah, it's a sad time, but there is, this is the way I look at it. We all have to pause right now. Getting upset about things we can't do is, is futile because we can't do anything about it. Right. This is an extended intermission for everybody. Everybody's life is on pause or hold or whatever. But I will say from Memorial Day weekend, we've had a big spike in cases. So we really need to walk this back and consider, you know, what we want for the rest of the year. Does anybody have any TV to recommend right now? Anything? Um, I watch, I watch Fox's ultimate tag. And since my daughter is on the golf team, I, we've been watching Holy Moly on ABC. So ultimate tag, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Holy Moly is amazingly awesome. Oh, and there's a guy it. from St. Louis on there too. I, I, I think I saw a friend. Yeah, there was. He, he did. He uh, did not make it to the next round. Yep. He made it to the finals of that episode, but he did not make it to the next round. He was a DJ at Rise. So. <laughs> oh, wicky, 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 wicky. Wow. Well, um, Tommy and I enjoy watching America's Got Talent. Yeah. AG, AGT's coming back. There's a and, bunch uh, of yeah. stuff. That I, I just wanted to say one thing if because I know you guys both like uh, SNL mm -hmm. on that on Netflix. I know at least on mine there's a, a Netflix or a SNL column, you know how it said like, you know where it says because you like you've watched this because you like this. Well, there's like a an SNL co column which has a lot of really old movies that like with uh, with old cast members, but then a lot of movies that you've probably never seen but and then a lot of stand-up that's kind of hidden away in netflix's uh you know net so i wanted to say like check that out if you can and uh i know it's, it's pride month this month and i know that you know there's um we should have been wearing red sorry yeah there's queer eye out right now which is a really good new, new uh, episodes and then new they episodes. And then the HBO just renewed We're Here, which are all on nice. HBO Max. And if you're a fan um, of uh, Tu Wan Fu, which has got Patrick Swayze. Mm -hmm. And John Leguizamo and yeah. Wesley Snipes. Yes, Wesley <laughs> Snipes. Classic. When I met Wesley Snipes in December, I should have said something about that. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. You, you were there for Dolomite. You were not there for Tu Wan Fu. That's right. That's right. But there are, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about more. The St. Louis, uh, the Cinema St. Louis has moved their trivia night to July and it's going to be online and it's going to be individual nut teams. Well, so good. we were supposed to be there Friday night, which has been a ritual in my life since 2009. So, you know, like I said, you got to let things go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it oh, go. Stop it. Because that's the way you have to. That's how it is yeah. today. That's how it is. That's how, that's how it is. So 
Um, is there anything that we have missed? Uh, did you talk about movies? Just Mercy? That yes. was the. Did you talk about that? Yes. The, yes. Okay. Did you like that movie? I, I was gonna watch it tonight actually because it just finally I finally found it uh, available. But I, uh, I know that they put that out for free for everybody to educate people. I think and you would really you like a, it. And if, if you have uh, Wyatt's and YouTube, HBO. It was weird. Wyatt's and Axe said, hey, HBO, you should put out my entire season of the show I did for you guys. It's all about police brutality. And so HBO released both seasons of Wyatt's and Axe show on YouTube for free because the first season is all about police brutality and the history. Um, and it's only the show's only like, like a year and a half old. So if you're a fan of Wyatt's and Axe or if you want to learn more about the black experience, uh, HBO did something cool and put that out for free for everyone. Cool. I would like to recommend the uh, James Baldwin adaptation, If Beale Street Could Talk. It's cinematic poetry, and it's so well done by Barry Jenkins, who directed Moonlight. Yep. And uh, it was the last movie Tim and I watched together, and I just said, this is cinematic poetry. The acting is so good. Regina King one best supporting actress. Regina King is really good in that movie. Yes. Oh yeah, and, oh, yeah. She won an Oscar for it. That's why. Yeah. Speaking of the Oscars, they have now combined sound mixing and sound editing, so we do not have to make a <laughs> decision on that. Because nobody Tommy, knew the difference you... between sound editing and sound mixing anyway. They're mixing that. Yeah, so Tommy, when we have the Oscar party, um, we only will have one of those to pick. That's good. No one, I, know. I think I was the only one that got it right this year, too. <laughs> and then uh, they are thinking about moving it back. It's supposed to be February 28th. The same week as the Super Bowl. But it's going to be just next year is going to be affected by all the delays this year, but right. what are we going to do? But they are allowing streaming movies, which is good. Uh, coming up next week is one we're anticipating the King of Staten Island, which is loosely based on Pete Davidson from SNL, his life yep. story. His father died on September 11th as a firefighter. And uh, that it's going to be part. If you watched his stand-up special, he, he closes his set with a story about his dad and the tattoo he wanted to get for his father. It's really funny. I know a lot of people, Pete Davidson is uh, a very polarizing figure because some people just don't like him, don't think he's funny. But that, that stand-up special is pretty good. Because he's technically, he's still a kid. He's what, like 24, if that. Right. Yeah, he has a very good bit on SNL about Colin Jost and him both being from Staten Island, but how their lives are so different. A lot but, different. Uh, yeah, um, Marissa Tomei plays his mother in this movie, and Bill Burr, who's one of my favorite comedians, he plays his mom's new boyfriend. Bill who Burr, is a firefighter. Bill, so I'm Bill Burr, last forward. seen on The Mandalorian. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, directed by Judd Apatow. Yes, and uh, Bill Burr's uh, F is for Family is still, I believe there's a new season of that on uh, Netflix as well. All right. Well, listen, it was All great, right. Tommy, that you got to chime in. Anything else uh, to add? No, uh, 
this is great. I'm glad you guys have take time and talk about film and, and what's going on. And it's cool. Thanks for having me on. Well, well thanks for being on. And Carl, uh, thanks for everything. And we will be back next week to talk about movies that we have seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs>